Hey everyone, Bobby here. I wanted to talk to you real fast right at the top of the show. Are, are you enjoying the show this season, but really wish that you could hear all the advice that the coaches and judges give, not just what we cut into the show? Well, you can, because our supporters on Patreon get access to a whole other version of the show that includes the full-length coaching sessions with Tom Merritt and our special guest coaches. Those episodes also have the full versions of the judging sessions where you get to hear all the great advice given by Jenny and Justin and all the silly things that Scott says. All of it is in there. All you got to do is just go on over to patreon.com slash top podcaster and help support the show and keep this podcast class going. Keep learning about podcasting. That's patreon.com slash top podcaster to help and get all the drama, all the, all the, all the teaching, everything you need. Patreon.com slash top podcaster. We're in week five of Podcast Challenges, and it's interview week. The teams each have to interview YouTube artist and musician Ali Spagnola and turn that audio into a podcast episode. Which team will reveal their interview expertise and wow the judges? Find out this week on America's Next Top Podcaster. America's Next Top Podcaster, the reality competition that takes away your lucky headphones and makes you realize that the podcasting magic was inside of you all along. I'm Bobby Frankenberger. Last week, the teams got shuffled up. The newly formed team Questionable Ivory Drinks lost Casey Jerome Beck and were reduced down to two people. We're now in week five, and with eight contestants left in the competition, things are starting to get more serious. This week, the teams were presented with one of ANTP's favorite challenges, the interview challenge. Each of the teams were told a time that they would have to meet with the YouTube artist and musician Ali Spagnola, and they would each get 15 minutes to interview Ali, and then take that 15 minutes of audio and turn it into a 10-minute podcast episode. Other than their episode being an interview, the teams were given plenty of freedom to decide the tone, category, and subject matter of their podcast episode. The first team we'll be checking in with this week are the Questionable Ivory Drinks. They lost in the previous week with their self-help game show and were down to just two team members, September McCready and Bill Meeks. After being told the challenge for the week, the two team members took a minute to recover from losing the challenge and losing a team member. But yeah. we all thought that doing the character-driven thing was going to work. I feel like either we needed to go as far as we'd gone with it in that earlier idea of it or just kind of cut that aspect of it entirely. And I think that's where the, because it needed to be like definitively one way or the other, I think for it to be clear. I think we tried to do too much in too short a period of time. It is what it is. I plan on already, we talked about this last week, taking PM because I am unavailable Friday night and Saturday morning. Yeah. So being when we get the interview, I could help with the editing. The other interesting thing to me is I can totally spend time tomorrow morning doing the research because I don't know who she is. And being unfamiliar with her, maybe feed you some questions that I would ask. Oh, yeah, that's that's great, because like I said, I, I know her fairly well at this point. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'd like to see your interview with her. You said you already had notes, uh, because yeah, yeah, me I, I put not knowing who she is and doing the research gives us a potential fresh take. 
Yeah, that's the thing. And I think with Ali, she's just such a multi-hyphenate creative that I, I think if we like branded the podcast as like a, something having to do with creativity, it would probably be a really good angle in on her. We might want to focus on one particular aspect of her fandom, and that's what our show does. Do you think maybe it might be a good idea for us to break right now so you can kind of go learn about her? I, I'm open to meet anytime tonight or anytime tomorrow morning. The teams were issued the challenge on Monday night, and their interview with Allie was on Tuesday afternoon, the next day. So they were working quickly to get prepared. September collected the research and handed it off to Bill, who would then interview her. After the interview is over, the two got together again to discuss what they would do with their recorded conversation. Um, I added polymath to the intro. She likes that term she wants to be referred to, Evan. I thought that music sensation doesn't quite cover... Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's good to let her control her branding, too. So. We'll talk about the order of some of this stuff. I felt like I wanted to begin with some of... Allie's music or just yeah, like, I, well. I don't know, like I always tend to structure shows where it like it starts with this is the show and this is what this episode's about then it kind of eases into that you know yeah but I like the pop of putting them forward her fans are going to be coming for it grab their attention things like clips and theme song I think we need to carry us through until that part I don't want to be too overproduced. You know, she's just a great conversationalist, you know, mm-hmm. so I, it's nice to kind of be able to hear that without a lot of, you know, butt in. I, I have concern. I don't want the, I, the judges to be like, Bill, dude, it wasn't about you. Because you guys do gel so well and have these common memories, and that's very neat and personal. But we need to keep the audience in it. And that's where breaking in with some clips can help, too. Yeah, yeah, to kind of, because uh, without, like, some clips to give context, it's like, you know, two old school friends meeting up and, you know, their spouses standing to the side being like, uh, what are we supposed to do? We don't remember Mr. Beeman's philosophy class, you know? The idea I had about the ad situation, this lawyer, like, we all have our local ambulance chaser, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in my head, I was like, oh, that's going to be a great spot for a clip. But mm-hmm. I am very cautious. Like, yeah, we probably won't get caught, but... It, I think there's an argument to be made there that it's fair use, you know? Because no. as long as we keep it short... No. And it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it. Just because some, no one's been caught yet... If someone decided to be an asshole and go after us, it, it could happen. Like, it, it has to be like a transformative use, right? It has to be like a either parody or it has to be, you have to be kind of commenting or criticizing uh, the work that you're you're playing. Which I think, you know, talking to Ali, I think that would classify as commentary. Potentially. And, you know, like, I'm just... We'll, we'll ask Tom and we'll try these things and discuss it further. I'm not comfortably legally using the clip. Wh- whether or not other people have and gotten away with it isn't how I'd treat it if it were my show. The questionable ivory drinks were having a lot of trouble agreeing on whether or not a use of a certain audio clip would be legally allowed. Rather than continue to argue about it, though, they decided to ask their podcasting coach, Tom Merritt, what he thought of the situation. Hey, Team One. Hey, Tom. Hi. We're going to frame this as mm. where are they from? And where, talk like like a series right. of, of interviews. Yes. Like famous people, internet mm-hmm. 
internet famous people, whatever people you might know, talking about where they're from. Fortunately, Bill lived in Pittsburgh for a while, so he had a r- lot of really good familiar things to tap into, and the interview was great with that. Of course, talking about how living there formed her work or didn't. There's a mention of an Edgar Snyder ad. It was It's like the local ambulance chaser lawyer mm-hmm. that has stuff everywhere. We thought of grabbing, um, there are YouTube clips from that era mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of that ad. Is that okay as fair use? Yeah. The, uh, the less you use, the fairer the use. So use only as much as you absolutely need to to get the point across. Uh, but but yeah, since you're doing a commentary on Pittsburgh, <laughs> in that case, uh, that that's pretty defensible. Okay, excellent, thank you. Because I yeah, the, I figured if anything, just the catchphrase. I didn't because I know the length of things for copyright is um, a myth. But yeah, it's 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 all contextual. And so what what you're after is like, oh no, we we said you know, and he had an amazing catchphrase that sounded like this, and then we played the catchphrase, and that's it. That's very defensible. We have a really good interview with good banter. Should we consider adding some narration to guide the listener through it? Yeah, I mean that can work uh, if if you want to do sort of a like pop in pop out. You know, first we talked about Pittsburgh and then you pop in, you do the the bit where she talks about that. Then you come out like Allie also uh, loves raccoons. And then you have the bit where you talk about raccoons or whatever it is. Right. You, you just got to write it so that it makes sense and you got to edit it. So it flows. When I when I do those sort of uh, package style uh, approaches, I usually pull the bits out of the interview that I want to keep and then I write around them. Uh, and so I'm, I'm able to write, you know, like, okay, I know I'm going to go into this first. Let me set up what I'm going to tell people and then bring them in the interview portions that you're working on were the parts you wrote first and you're writing connective material. I don't know if that helps you, but that that's kind of how I imagine it. I'm trying to concentrate on it being interesting to new listeners and to people who also are not from Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. interesting to her fans. Yeah, I like that concept, you know, where where we come from uh, and, and, and sort of uh, that entry into it, because everybody everybody likes that story, especially if it's unexpected. With the interview over and after talking to Tom, all that was left was the edit of the episode into its final form. September and Bill got together to try to figure out what to keep and what to throw out in the editing process. I, I ran into this with the previous team and like we made a conscious edit early when we picked a voice for a show to like, mm-hmm. okay. And they were the person that was going to edit. And it was like, mm-hmm. mm, you know what? Let's have someone else edit because editing your own voice. I mean, you have to be aware has its own pitfalls. It's way too easy to cut out the human in your voice it, uh, while you're editing that. And the, the things like, um, that we're disagreeing on about what the audience is hearing mm-hmm. and what we believe the judges are looking for in hearing. I mean, I trust you. I just want to make sure you're hearing me that I think it, we have to keep in mind the emphasis being her. Even though our show is about these people's hometown, I view our show as a fan podcast and we're going to be, that's who we get. We get like these content creators because I feel like I am getting to know 
the person I'm a fan of. What was the question you were thinking that we could completely remove? Because we do need some time. I don't want to take out Kennywood because that turned into gold. Yeah, that's like, I I think that that's the podcast right there is Kennywood. Um, (laughs) Like that's that's the value add there. I I, I want you to, to know too, moving forward, especially since we're such a small team now. Um, if, if, you know, I push on something like this and you acquiesce and we move forward and they criticize for it, I am the first person who will jump up and say, this was entirely my doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just hope you know that I, I, regardless of how this turns out and what final decision. I I know, but I feel, so I'm feeling good. And I feel like when I hear (laughs) this cut is going to blow you away. You are, you are going to believe in Every god in existence, including Zeus, after after you finish listening to it, it's just going to be. <laughs> I'm going to completely... buy a copy of your book for everyone in the show. <laughs> there was only a little more left to do, so Bill put his nose to the grindstone and got to work finishing the final edits. Meanwhile, the team's project manager, September, sat down with me to talk about how tough it could be to be a team of two people who are both strong-willed with ideas of how to do things right. Well, welcome back, September, to the what do we call this? The the check-in room, the the Bobby's corner. Checking in with Bobby. <laughs> you are the uh, project manager for your team, which is the ivory something un undrinkable ivory questionable ivory drinks. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you: It is two of you. Um, yeah. you're, you're the first team to get down to fewer members than another team. You have two people. The other teams have three. How has it been there just being two of you instead of three? Is that, has that been hard? Has it been somehow better? It's It's been hard. And I don't know. I mean, Bill and I get along great. When you get down to two, you're already overlapping somewhat in roles. Right, <laughs> and trying to figure out who's responsible for what, but you only have two people to do all of the things. There's another thing that I knew I would potentially run into in the competition on any team, kind of having two people that are very alpha and used to putting it all together ourselves. Right. We're having a little back and forth, not agreeing on a point of view that's from the outside. I didn't know who Ellie was. Right. So I'm a new fan. So I feel like I have a great fresh ear for us to form this episode around what it will sound like as an audience member. And that can be tough with <laughs> two people only on a team, right? Because one of the benefits of having a third person is you've got like a tiebreaker when two people are 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 have opposing opinions, right? But when it's just the two of you, one of you has to Yes. And, you know, I lost a Sean that used to have my back as a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the danger of having a Sean on your team. Oh, wait, you all had a Sean on your team. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tell me about what the angle is of the show that you guys are creating. You you mentioned it a little bit that you talked to her about how she she comes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good happenstance that Bill already did know that and had uh, also had time he lived in Pittsburgh. So it was a real easy okay. I mean, <laughs> I I was like, all right, unless somebody else in the competition is also from Pittsburgh, I don't think anyone's going to think of this. Uh, well, I, I look forward to hearing it and, um, and the judges will listen to it this weekend and we'll hear on Monday what they thought. Good luck. Thanks, Bobby. I'm Ali Spagnola and I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
Welcome to Where I'm From, the podcast that proves no matter how far you go, you'll always keep a little piece of home with you. I'm Bill Meeks. This week, YouTube music sensation and polymath Ali Spagnola joins us to tell us about her hometown, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yen's are going to join us, right? Allie's a YouTuber known for her musical mashups like the one you just heard. While Allie has fond memories of Pittsburgh, she doesn't necessarily credit the Steel City with stoking her creative aspirations. I can't say necessarily that specifically where I was was nurturing. Always remember to check the America's Next Top Podcaster feed for the entire full-length episode submissions that the teams make every week. Let's move on to see how the next team is doing. The Unsolicited Manuscripts team, made up of Kelly Colby, Ken Pelishok, and Jason Peters, were happy to have made it through the previous week without losing a team member. After hearing that they were going to be doing an interview, a job Kelly's very familiar with in her own personal podcast, the team decided to get together to discuss, since there was going to be very little time to prepare. Any crash you can walk away from is a good one. So we survived. That's all that matters, man. You know, it's a, it's a survival. Like I said, it's not it's not poker or, you know, it's it's you guys ever play the game Exploding Kittens? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's all that it is, man. You yeah. just you don't have you just have to not be the last one out. dude. That's it. I Wait, mean, so we have to screw up neighbor by giving them the Exploding Kitten? Is that what you're exactly. trying to tell me? Exactly. Yes. Oh, well, okay. That's what I tried to do. I tried to set our team, the other teams up for failure by yeah. going with this insane game show idea. We but did. then it ended up biting us ourselves in the ass. And well, you did a great job, Kelly. Don't beat yourself up on it. You know, it's it's comedy's super hard. You got us through. We appreciate it. We appreciate your work. It's only going to get better from there. They changed. I don't know when y'all logged out, but they changed. They don't want a writer. They want a researcher instead because we're not really writing anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So they okay, want a cool. PM, a researcher, and an editor. So so uh, I, I have plenty of experience editing, and I edit a conversation-based podcast, so I'm happy to go ahead and take editor. Um, okay. I kind of figured – I kind of wanted to reverse engineer this a little bit this way just because I figured that's kind of might be the case. But Well, quite frankly, it sounds like Ken knows Ali better. It might be better if he's the researcher. Yeah. That sounds good. Real quick. The one thing that I do think needs to be, it doesn't need to be specifically written, but it needs to be treated as such, which is like an intro, right? So basically Kelly, somehow, some way, I just need you to record like an intro, right? We can't just like start off with, or maybe you, maybe you would do all of that intro when you bring her in. I won't do the intro to the show yet because we need to decide what that is. I don't know. We can do that in, you know, less than 12 hours, but what I can do is make sure to introduce our guest could yeah could we could we figure out what the show is like after we see what we we end up with and like okay we can we can do that but the questions are going to sort of dictate what type of show we have to a degree right for example if you're asking off the wall questions then we can't yeah. be an informative news show right oh so yeah no doubt yeah, if don't you have do an idea if you have an idea like if it's just like you are like I want to do kind of what I do on my show and have that energy that's fine but if you could just kind of give me an idea living the dream of what everyone who creates something eventually wants to do because we're American and we told we have to sorry Ken I don't know how it works in Canada but here we're told that we have to like you do this thing you love this thing for a passion well if you're really good at it then you should be earning a living at it right Mm -hmm. Um, there's definitely a falsehood in that but the whole point is that that's the dream so you know it was just talking to these creatives about living the dream of being creative because quite frankly Frankly, my interviews always go, I let them lead, as in I have questions prepared. But if we start to go off on a tangent, we go off on that tangent. It's way more entertaining. 
Yeah. yeah. So to the other thing too, though, is, is do just remember that you've got like a firm 15 minutes. So right. if she goes off on a tangent for seven of those on something. Oh, I can, I can interrupt. Thing. Look, I do it to you guys all the time. You've heard me do it over <laughs> and over again on the recordings. Interrupting is not my problem. What ideally are, are, do you, do you want like a one pager with like a bot, like a bio sheet kind of thing, Kelly, or point forms of. I do want a bio sheet and then just, um, um, just a list. Bullet points. That's what I'm looking for. So quite frankly, anything that fascinates you, because if it fascinates you when you learn it about her, then I want to ask about it. Yeah. So that that's the kind of, of research I need. The team got to work, collected their research and interviewed Ali Spagnola. Afterwards, it was time to pass the audio to their editor, Jason, to see what he wanted to do with it. They met with their podcasting coach, Tom Merritt, to ask about some of the nitty gritty details of what to leave in and what to take out. Hey, Team 2, how's it going? Hello. Not bad. How much time should we put at the beginning and the end for like the intro and the, and the you know, and the exit since, since it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a running podcast, not just this one interview? Yeah, that's window dressing. So don't like overthink it or spend too much time on it. Whatever you need to do to say like, welcome back to interviews of the world. Uh, this week we talk with Alice Bagnola and then whatever you need to say to set up I'd almost approach it as figure out what the interview layout is going to be and how you're going to present it and then write your in in and out uh, around that. Should we do a recap near the end? What do you mean by recap? Well, from Allie, we learned these things. Yeah, I almost feel like that's a better thing for a how-to. Um, okay. But I, I haven't heard your interview too, so it's hard for me to say f- for sure. There, you you certainly could do some sort of conclusion, like it was great to learn from Allie that that Pittsburgh uh, invented the mule. I don't <laughs> think you need to summarize because that then the listener is going to be like, "Yeah, I just listened to the interview. Why are you telling me this?" So right, it has right. to have a reason for being there. Yeah, Jason's doing. He's uh, doing the editing, and that is key. Um, pass this along to Jason yeah (laughs) you're the linchpin well I have to say I formed the questions in the point where it was all about being a creator for a living right Mm -hmm. like actually doing the thing that's how I kind of formed the entire flow yeah um so like if we just call it like you know the creative life and this week we're interviewing do you think that would work yeah and I see where you're going with the summary a little better now it might be justifiable to say like so if you're going to be a creator remember what Ali said dot dot mm-hmm. you know one two and three then it's not uh, like why are you telling me again it's like oh you're helping me you're helping me remember those principles Great i think we're like thinking of what to cut in instead of like what to add though like mm-hmm. we're like, well that's the right you start with what do we want this in, what parts of this interview do we want to use and then once you have that then you look at what you're going to use and say okay how do we garnish it how do how do we spruce it up that sounds like you a can good garnish point. with spruce even sometimes. <laughs> I know the yeah. smell of vision thing hasn't quite come to pass. Yeah, I know. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah. But even if you don't know what the other teams are doing, obviously, you know, that that just imagine they're doing the craziest, uh, coolest thing and then figure out something cooler. Uh, it's 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 a good way to, to push yourself uh, to to make it perfect and, and make yourself as happy with this as possible. After some great advice from Tom, the team went back and continued to work on their edit. Let's check in on them one last time to see how things were going. So yeah, you heard the edit. 
yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. So, I yeah. mean, I liked it. It was nice and smooth. There's just a few things I would recommend changing. So we'll see what y'all think about it. Yeah, and I was trying to see if I noticed what was cut. Because I do know you talked a little more about music and you mentioned songs. Right. Because I was listening. That was taken out. But I will say it it all sounded very smooth and like a natural conversation i could not hear any edits. where the cuts like were I, I was listening yeah. for the cuts the only thing your edit's really good uh ken Thank and i you. were both saying that it's nice and smooth uh, if you had not heard the unedited version you could not tell that this was edited that was really well done that's what we're going for thank you like i said i just kind of need to understand exactly how the intro and outro is gonna go did, did you guys have any ideas kelly or ken did you guys have any input on this for what you wanted to do did you have an idea or are we kind of just working through this from scratch i i was thinking keep kelly as the voice mm-hmm. um yeah. and just say like a one sentence log line of welcome to creative creative self whatever our podcast the creative life creative mm-hmm. life the podcast where we look at living creatively or something like that a little more clever than that but just that sentence as usual i checked in with the project manager for unsolicited manuscripts this week it was kelly colby we talked about how the team works together and kelly's experience as an interviewer hello kelly how are you doing this week? I am awesome this week. I adore my team. Yeah, your team. Uh, your your new team. So we've talked to you before as project manager, but you project managed uh, a different team. Now you're managing the unsolicited manuscripts, Ken and Jason. And how how is that? Are you enjoying your new team? Uh uh, how how are things? Yeah, I, I adore them. We get along really, really well. And yeah. by that, I don't mean we agree on everything. That's the trick, right? We don't. But we yeah. work it out beautifully. I've noticed that about you. I When I listen to your planning sessions, it's really interesting to hear you guys. Well, you discuss. You don't argue. You discuss right. things. And mm-hmm. you you each defend your positions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that can sometimes. But I have noticed that you guys are doing that from a place of of mutual respect yes, and, and knowing that you're all trying to accomplish the same goal. You're not, you're mm-hmm. not trying to beat each other. Right. Right. <laughs> you're, tr- you're all trying to make it better. And that really, to me, comes through in the way you guys work together. Which means that the three of us are left at the ending, which of course we will be. Um, it's, it's not going to be nearly as entertaining <laughs> as you want it to be. You know, like there's not going to be enough drama. We might have to fake stuff. We're going to have to start spreading rumors. <laughs> About you, we're gonna have to manufacture rumors. Do you know what Kelly said about you behind your back? (laughs) Yeah, just just wait, just wait till I talk to one of your team members next week. So, so when you were researching your team, what was your like? What was your strategy? You didn't have long to prepare. No, but I think that was the magic. Like Mm. we might get a three day weekend. This is going to be like I I don't even know what to do with myself (laughs) because we did get to start with the actual meat of it so early. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of the stress was at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Um, which, of course, means we're a lot more careful with the editing. We've been taking our time, really listening to it, really going through it, which we have not had time to do since the competition began. Mm-hmm. But for research, um, Ken was actually in charge of research, and he did a great job. And he had heard of Ali, so he knew where to start, too. 
which is why we made a researcher. It made sense. Mm. Yeah. So he gave me the, he gave me a basic thing to look at. He's like, look, this is what you want to read. You know, here's the little pamphlet book that she wrote and, you know, here's her website and, you know, this is the stuff you want to look at. So I did. So I went through and I looked at all that stuff that he recommended and it just blew my mind. And your interview, I was kind of surprised. You could tell that it was well-researched because you you were obviously listening and referencing plenty of other things that she had done that tied into what she had just said. And, and I was just impressed that you were able to accomplish that in such a short amount of time. And I, I guess that, like you said, I guess that's a testament to Ken's research. And, and part of it's a little bit cheating because that is what my podcast is. Right. I do interviews. So, and I interview people I don't know all the time. So I always have to research and kind of really get in so that when we do talk, it feels like I really know them. So part part of that is cheating. You call it cheating, but that's like, that's the skill of being an interviewer. So I don't think it's cheating at all. It's just that you're good at it. Well, I will take it. Thank you very much. We'll take whatever <laughs> compliments we can get because we're going to be judged in a few days. And so, you know, we get what we get then. You were a project manager in week one of the competition with a brand new team, a bunch of people, nobody knew each other and everything. Does it feel different to project manage a team now? Not only are you a few weeks, you're, you're like a month into the competition, but you're, in a, you're actually managing a team that, that you guys had a week to, to get to know each other. Does it feel different? Much different. I much prefer this. I mean, I've never run a team where I just don't know anyone. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen in real life. Even in school, when you're thrown together with people, you still at least know them. So it's a very, very different thing. And I wasn't familiar with the process yet. You know, I wasn't an avid listener of ANTP. So I wasn't, I'd only done some research before when you said, yes, you're in it. I'm like, oh, maybe I should listen to some stuff. (laughs) And so I wasn't like really, really experienced with what the whole process was. So talk about going blind. We And a lot of us were blind. Yeah. Right. So all of us, we didn't know exactly what was happening, exactly what we were in for. Um, we were just trying to make the best thing that we could under the circumstances that we had. Right. Uh, so it's we are better prepared. We have more training, I'll say. And so working together and then we get along. I mean, if we didn't get along, it really wouldn't matter how much training we had. Uh, well, good luck. Uh, we'll we'll get to hear it this weekend and we'll mm-hmm. get to talk to you on Monday and see how it goes. That sounds great. Thanks, Bobby. Hey, doers and makers, welcome to the Creative Life Podcast, where we show you how to live your creative life by talking to those already doing it. I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, your host. For this episode, we talk to Ali Spagnola, musician, comedian, and exceptional high-fiver. You never know what our comedy and music videos might entail, but you know they'll always be outrageous, clever, and spread joy. Let's pick her brain and get inspired. Hello, hello, Welcome. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. So glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, We've been excited for this interview, so we have some awesome stuff. First, we want to thank you for being out there. You are such an inspiration to all us creatives trying to do the thing. Now, we've only got one team left to check in on. Three the Hard Way is the name of the team consisting of Trip Rogers, Keysign, and Theo Seibold. After winning in the previous week with their self-help game show, where they actually played a game show, they were in good spirits. So good that they decided this week they weren't going to meet in voice chat to plan their podcast. Instead, they did everything over text. After Trip interviewed interviewed Ali Spagnola, they met with Tom Merritt, their podcasting coach, to get his thoughts on what they were planning to do with the interview audio that they had collected. Team three, how are you doing? Oh, we're doing great. Um, how are you? Uh, what can I do for you? Um, I guess the question I have, and this was a question that was asked by Key, because one of the questions I asked her, I absolutely stumped her. She had no clue what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I took it right from her bio on on 
the the internet. Do we put that in there? Or do we kind of just kind of edit that out because it just doesn't look good? Well, uh, I would say is it is it something the listener will be entertained by, gain an insight by, be be informed by, then keep it. If it's just a, a buffed question where you're like. Hey, uh, what about this? And she's like, mm, I don't know. Th- th- that's not that interesting. Was it a funny bit? Then leave it in. Was it just like, oh, kind of a boring uh, skip? Then then take it out. There were several times in which Trip was uh, speaking with her, and she's like, oh wow, I I barely remember that. Oh wow, and it's that record um, because that's kind of the my thing when I try to interview someone. I like to pull from those deep digs because. You know, they're answering the same questions over and over again. I know that her latest video, she put pop caps all over her car. Yeah, um, yeah. That is what everybody else is is going to ask her about. We aban- we we avoided that at all costs. We That's very good. Uh that that you did that. Hopefully you got more than just uh answers of like, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh no, it was great. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. So yeah, then then stick with the good stuff, right? Like if it comes down to time, you know, drop the stuff that that doesn't work. Uh, and but it, but if you've got the time and it and you listen to it and you're like, no, that, that that's pretty funny. It's a nice human interaction. It shows a side of her or something. Then keep it in. Put yourself in the in the shoe of a listener who doesn't know anything about this, and say like, okay, if I'm if I'm listening to this, do I think that's interesting or do I think like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell me the next thing. And you pull out all the things that make a listener say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the next thing. So what we have is great. And she was a trooper. And I, and I, I think a lot of that comes back to, like I said, key and trip as far as what was prepared and how it was delivered. And a lot of it was things that um, she had to kind of remember, but was also like, oh, okay. It's not the usual same six questions so that was kind of nice and that yeah. that's the cool thing that you've got here is you, you you know you've you've done you've made you've extracted the clay right uh and and it sounds like you got really good clay uh now is the point where you need to like mold the clay and take out the sand and the dirt clumps and like make make the pot out of it so so the the key now is to focus on the edit and make sure that the edit turns it into something that's well-paced, good timing, uh, and and fun, and just the best parts uh, of what you got. After some good advice from Tom, the team went back to their respective duties and continued to chat away through text messages. Theo was working very hard as the team's editor, but had very little experience with audio editing. Each team member did their job, giving advice and feedback to the other members of their team. In the midst of it all, Trip Rogers, the team's project manager for this week, sat down with me to talk about how the interview went with Allie and what it's like being a project manager during a week where most of the work is front-loaded. All right, here I am with uh, Trip Rogers again of Three the Hard Way. That's your team name, Three the Hard Way. How are things going so far? Well, I think one of the the after the last two weeks, the uh, Tech Times, and then uh, the following week where I was the editor and I had to go through six mixes of our project. <laughs> I needed an easy week for two reasons. Uh, number one, uh, I'm uh, I, I have a, working my real job and I'm working morning drive radio, which means I'm up at oh, four wow. o'clock in the morning and I am just absolutely wiped out by 
Um, you know, and I don't really want to have to think about anything. And the fact that this interview was done on Tuesday and I was able to get it in the can and I really, I can sit back kind of, and just let other people do their work. I'm kind of happy for it. The busy, you know, nose to the grindstone work, let, let someone else take care of it this week. You'll, you'll supervise and direct and and all that. And that's much easier to squeeze in between all the other things you have to do. I think the one thing about this week is, and and the judges have said this, and people have said, uh, you know, there are a lot of skills, there's skill sets that I possess. And one of the skill sets that this played into this week is my ability to interview people. I've been right. able to do that, and that's one of the skills I have honed. And I think I gave my guys a really good interview. I think I pulled some stuff out of Ali that I don't think other teams did. And I feel kind of confident that I've given them the template for success. So tell me about the interview a little bit. You interviewed Ali Spagnola and you came in, you had your team winning last week. You got to sit down with her for 20 minutes and talk. What, what's your approach? Is there is there a way that you you go about walking into those situations? The one thing about this week's challenge is everybody kind of had the same template to work from. Everybody looked at her website and there were all the same things that everybody may have pulled out of there and said, okay, this is what she is. This is what she is. This is what she is. But when you interview somebody, the fine art of interviewing is not necessarily having a list of questions prepared and, and being the most prepared. You've got to listen to what they say. Yeah. And she said some stuff that I, I immediately I jumped on. I said, Oh wait, well, let me ask you about this. And it changed the direction of the interview and it took us in another direction. Now I don't know who the other interviewers were. I don't know what their experience is, but I will put my interviewing skills on the line. And I think I can do a good job. I think I did a good job this week. You know, a lot of the, um, the scheduled work, the busy, the, the stuff that keeps you really busy, the interview itself, the coaching with Tom and, and a lot of the prep that happened very early in the week this time. And so now you can really settle in and your team can focus on taking the material that you've generated early and quickly and, and really spending some time with it, editing it and re and listening and re-listening and, and making changes and stuff like I that. I agree. And, and, and one of the things, again, talking about the last two challenges, the tech time challenge, we didn't get our uh, headlines until Thursday. And we basically had a short period of time to turn everything around. And, and that was very hectic. Um, but then last week, you know, we're doing something that, none of us were comfortable with. And I, I was the editor and I did six different mixes of our podcast. And, and I mean, this is over the course of two days. Now it, 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 again, this is what I do. And I was able to handle that, but it was so, <laughs> and, 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 and it was last minute. Right. So, so therefore this week, it's almost like, ah, we get a little bit of a breather this week, but I think our interview is good. And I think I've given our editor, who's Theo, I've given him enough good material to use that I think our, um, uh, podcast will be good. 
I think uh, it, it will be one of the top two. I am really not worried about being third this week. The only thing about it is, is that I just kind of wonder if the other teams picked up on what I did with Allie, and I wonder if they asked the same questions. And we will not know that, obviously, until Monday. Right. Well, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing yours and everybody's versions of of talking to Allie and um, and I, I can't wait to hear that this weekend. And we'll find out on Monday if uh, if the judges agree with you <laughs> in in your confidence. Well, of so. course, I'm either I'm either overly confident or I'm in for a rude awakening. Well, we'll see. So uh, I, good luck, and uh, and we'll see you on Monday. Thank you, Bobby. Welcome to the Identify Podcast, where we attempt to peel back the layers of your favorite internet personalities to better understand who they are and how the heck did they end up so awesome. Now, today we have musician, comedian, artist, outrageous life coach, exceptional high-fiver, Allie Spagnola. Allie, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So glad that you think I have layers. This is great. You say you live an outrageous life. Define it. Outrageous is living life with joy and doing things that perhaps conventional society would call childish or a waste of time when really it is fun and drives your passion and is outrageous. Hello, this is Hammond Chamberlain again. The idea of having voices be centralized and heard in podcasting is essential. I mean, because a podcast is a conversation. The center plugin from Waves provides a unique dynamic engine which considers the amplitude, the frequency, and time envelope of stereo sources. Center gives you the power to radically rebalance your spatial imagery, adjust punch, high frequency, and low frequency controls, and lets you focus on the center or side elements. This can help you enhance dialogue or narration, control the ambient reverb of stereo location recordings, improve mono capability. It can bring out the lead vocals in a, in a, in a musical mix. It can re-image stereo sounds, balance stereo recordings, and widen or narrow the stereo spread. And I f- have found this to be incredibly helpful when working with, again, recordings that are less than optimal. I have provided and will continue to provide all options And sometimes it's not just one tool that will fix a problem. Sometimes it's different tools for different problems. Sometimes it's a combination of tools to help solve a problem. And the center has come in handy many, many times. If you want to learn more about center, go to waves.com or follow the link in the show notes and get sounding better today. It's almost time for our favorite part of every week, the part where we get to hear if Justin's going to be angry at these submissions or praise them for doing a fantastic job. We'll join Brian Ibbett, the judges, and the contestants on the stage in just a moment to find out. But first, let's hear what podcasting coach Tom Merritt thought about what he heard from the teams earlier in the week. So team one, uh, where they're from, uh, seemed... Like they had an idea of what they want to do, what the, what the tone uh, of it is, which is 
really the important part. So I, I think they've got a leg up there because they, they know what kind of story they want to tell based on that interview. And that that's one of the things that's hard for people when they do interviews is to realize you're not documenting a conversation. You're creating one out of the conversation you had. So I think they're good there. They, they were focusing a little too much on, on the details and, and not the overall in our conversation, but, but I, I think they're going to do well. Uh, team two uh, seemed pretty straightforward. Uh, what I worry about with them is that they aren't thinking enough about how to make it better, uh, how, how to extract it. They, they really are just talking about, you know, a straightforward uh, approach to the interview, which can work, but that puts all the burden on the interview to have been good. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not certain uh, where we're going to go with that. It's, it's all kind of going to depend on, on what the interview was. Team three. I think they have uh, a good approach because they went into the interview with a strategy. Uh, whereas team team one uh, had an idea of, of what story they wanted to tell, which is their advantage. Team three's advantage is they knew uh, what, what kind of questions they wanted to ask. Uh, so it sounds like they got really good material. They were getting a little caught up in being nice to Allie uh, instead of making a good interview. And like, well, we don't want to make her look bad. Uh, and, and the fact is, uh, you probably will never make people look bad. Uh, but some of the best interviews make the subject look bad. I don't think they're gonna make her look bad. And I told them that at the end, like, don't even worry about that. Focus on making a good interview. Uh, it sounds like they've got great material to work on. If anything, they aren't paying enough attention to the edit and the production value uh, to lift it up. So uh, that's the thing I, I, I hope they discover and make work. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that got banned from Michigan, but managed to sneak across the border dressed as a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. Tonight on the show, we're going to get in touch, in-depth, and in the know with our celebrity interview challenge. We arranged time with the incomparable Ali Spagnola for our teams and had them turn that interview into a podcast. We'll see how they did in just a moment, but first, we need to introduce our judges. Virtually, from Infinite Gain, we've got Jenny Josephson joining us uh, via recording. From the Frog Pants Network, Scott Johnson. Hello, thanks for having me back, Brian. It's great to have you, Scott. And from Dog and Pony Show Audio, it's Justin Robert Young. Thanks and for having me back, Brian. It's good to have you back, Justin. And our special guest judge this week is someone who needs no introduction because, well, if you've listened to the contestant submissions this week, you've heard three introductions. It's the effervescent Ali Spagnola. Uh, so we had that whirlwind of, uh, of interviews with you this week with all three teams. Without saying anything specific about any of the teams, how was that interview process for you? Interesting. I mean... We talked about my favorite subject, so I had a great time. Was it those those weird potato things or chopped up ham or... Uh... No, me. I'm my favorite oh. subject. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's great to have you here as our guest judge. You'll be uh, helping... Uh, Justin, Jenny, and Scott figure out who wins this week. Just to kind of refresh everybody, last week, Allie joined each of our teams for an individual interview session. We wanted to see how well our teams could research, prep, and conduct an interview, all while keeping the interview subject on track and engaging them with banter. And of course, finally editing the whole thing down into a 10-minute podcast. Let's see how they did. We're going to start things off this week with the unsolicited manuscripts. Uh, Kelly, Ken, and Jason, welcome you guys. Hello, hello. Hello. 
it's good to have you. Uh, and and this was kind of a, a, a star week for you, Kelly, because you're used to interviewing authors. Yes. What did you have to adjust any of your skills to interview someone who's more prolific in social media and YouTube and no, just the questions, not the skills. Right, it's the same skill set. And mm-hmm. Allie was easy. A lot of the authors I uh, have to interview, they are introverts, so I have to pull the answers out of them. Mm, um, sure. With Allie, I just had to throw questions, and she bounced them right back. It was wonderful. Oh, good. Glad to hear that, uh, Justin. We're going to begin the reviews with you. Uh, all right. So, spoiler alert for all the episodes. I like them. Uh, nobody did a bad job. Everybody did a good job. So the the uh, the thoughts here are going to be more on the side of not whether or not it was good, but what stopped it from being great. Uh, I really like this interview. That being said, the more you're editing after you've listened to the first cut, the better that you're going to find your final product is. And one of the things that I think would have stood out to you guys are some of the language in what is a motivational podcast, because Ali is a very motivational figure, Things like stuck in the dark and trapped. So where do you suggest those still stuck in the dark begin? Those are really dark terms for what I think should be a focus on kind of where you're going as opposed to to where you are. That being said, this interview was the most, being friends with Allie, the most authentic Allie I think I heard amongst the three of them. And so I give you guys credit for that because that's something that you could not know for sure. And you did it. So good for you. Excellent. Scott, how about you? I really like the early questions. Uh, I think it assumed a lot about Allie and her current work. And I think it could have used a little more moments of here's what she is doing and what she's done lately and why her stuff's more viral than most. And, and uh, it can be done in a, in a brief way, but I think if somebody came into this blind, it would take them a little more work to figure out who we're talking to or about, which, you know, the whole point would be to not just have her speak to fans, but also to maybe new people who don't know about her work yet. So I think I could have used some of that. I loved all the the deep dive into the animation that she really likes. That sort of stuff is interesting. I didn't expect that as an answer. It's so weird that I love a bunch of animation. So like started with The Simpsons when I was a kid and then like all of Futurama I've watched maybe every episode three <laughs> times. I think some cuts could have been used to create this a sense of here's the thing you did. And then let's now, you don't have to be, you know, overt about it. This is an edited process. So you could just have it float over into some audio of her talking in one of her videos about uh, the poppets on the car or the time, you know, that she made it, uh, made it a giant rolling chia pet or whatever, because they really help establish who your subject is and why they're interesting to listen to. And it just had a really nice, happy interview tone, which I really like. I think it's good. Um, this wasn't my all time favorite of the week, but it was a really strong effort. Thanks, Scott. All right, let's get uh, over to Jenny, who, again, is uh, joining us virtually. She sent in her thoughts. I'll play them now. Boy, I just personally cringe whenever I hear that a podcast is about creativity. Hey, doers and makers. Welcome to the Creative Life Podcast, where we show you how to live your creative life by talking to those already doing it. It's one of those topics that's better shown through a great interview than totally talk to death. This was by far the podcast that sounded the most like a real conversation relative to the others. And I have to say that having done a podcast where everybody was telling three different stories on one topic, I really have come to prize uh, 
an actual conversation. Now, I did not always achieve it, um, but it was always the goal. And you always wanted to feel like you were just listening in to two or three or however many very interesting people's conversation that you're talking to. And that, to me, is an interview. You kind of want your format of an interview to match the creativity of your subject. And I feel like um, I'm not sure every single one of those these podcasts achieve that. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Allie, how about you? Uh, what did you think, you know, kind of comparing it to what you remember from the interview process and then uh, also what what you heard in the final edit? Jerry hit it on the nail. This was the most authentic. Me, I was the most comfortable in this interview, which I want to mention, it was the first one we did. So it's not like I was good and warm by the time I was chatting with her. It's that she was that good and easy to talk to. So, and yeah, it, and the previous judge also mentioned it felt like an actual conversation. It was really cool. I felt like she was listening to me. That doesn't happen all the time in podcasts. It's, you know, moving from to a Q to an A to a Q to an A. So, yeah, I was just sort of hanging out with her, which was really fun, which also means I probably like she could have dug in more. I would have been overly honest because she got me that comfortable. Although, yeah, this was a podcast about creativity. And I feel like I could mention triple digit number of podcasts that have been about that that seems to be what everybody wants to glean from me so i i always am looking for a really super interesting take on it which i i didn't find with this very good thank you Allie. thank you unsolicited manuscripts you can remute and we will move over to three the hard way hello hello <laughs> how you doing trip uh trip key and uh, theo uh, all right, right off the bat. Now we're doing a podcast here, guys. You know, you never seem to give us any audio, record any audio this week. Did you? Did you meet uh, over audio at all, or was it all via text? We really, I, I mean, we kind of. I I did the interview. I uh, did it. Um, Key was the researcher, gave me stuff, and that was about it. And Theo edited it, and we really didn't talk about it that much. Maybe that's a, that's an error on my part as uh, the project manager. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get to our judges. We're going to start this time with Scott. Okay. This one was good. However, I felt like the editing style on this one made things feel a lot less personal. And so I have a question about this. If I was to watch something like access Hollywood, or I don't know, shows like that, they have these kind of rapid fire style interviews with, with celebrities where they'll be sitting there and it will just be one after the other. And it's clearly been edited to get the most information in a really compact, small space of time. And that's what this felt like to me. Just really, really quick. Here's a question. Bam. She answers it. Here's a question. Bam. She answers it. And those questions don't feed off of each other. They don't come from one and go, Oh, well that reminds me. How about it? None of that. It felt like it was just, Here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. And we're going to cram it all into this time that we've got. And I think that's a reasonable style if that was your intent. That's kind of, I, I mean, 10 minutes is 10 minutes. Um, I, I, I had an idea of what the good questions were. Uh, Theo did the editing on this, and I thought he did a great job. Um, I did clean up a little bit of his edits because there were um, – a couple ums in there. And I, 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 again, I don't want, um, to have that in, um, in there. Yeah. That if, if it wasn't your intent to make it that kind of piece, and again, it would be the sort of thing that, you know, an editor or producer would come to you and say, this is what we're looking for. And if that's what they asked you to do, then you did it. Um, anyway, 
the Toy Story thing was cool. It was a little loud in the bed there. You have a connection to Toy Story. This was my previous life. Before I became a person on the internet, I worked. I was hoping for more of that. Insert audio content, preferably stuff from Allie that's like, oh, here's here's the thing she did that we're asking about right now. And now we can hear a little bit of it. And then we'll go on. I think there could have been more of that. Uh, as a result, it felt a paste a little weird to me because the Toy Story thing was about the only one of those that, that we really had that broke things up. Overall, though, like we said, we're we're doing degrees here. I think everybody did a great job this week and uh, no exception here. I think you guys did a fine job. Thanks, Scott. All right, let's get over to Jenny's comments. This was the podcast uh, that I thought was not conversational enough. Uh, it did not feel like the questions and answers were maybe even asked at the same time. So it feels like you maybe went back and recorded the questions after. Uh, please don't ever do that unless you've had like a technical failure. Um, I feel like you had an incredibly deep person to plumb the depths of, yet we never got deeper. And there wasn't really an arc to the storytelling. It was just like, question, answer, question, answer. And I found that really unnerving. I mean, not even a, like a, a an evening news broadcast uh, interview does that, you know? Like, if you're going to do that, do a cut and copy so that you're it's obvious you're recording at a different time, but like that you have like a certain kind of energy that goes into the narrative storytelling. All right, let's get over to Allie. For this one, I guess in stark contrast, this is the one I was least comfortable. And it probably has something to do with how good Trip must have been on the radio. Um, so I was kind of off kilter from that. And then, yeah, kind of like what Scott said, it felt like his questions weren't feeding off each other. So I'm not even sure if he's listening. Is he just trying to get to his next question? So the combination of that and the presentational aspect of it made me feel like I was being a bad guest. Like, um, like I wasn't offering what I could have. And um, a lot of things we talked about, too, felt like he was trying to grab obscure things from my website bio, which then made me feel like, oh, shoot, I need to update my website bio. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, this one was a little tough for me, although the final edit did turn out pretty good. Like, I am the type of person that would want, you know, just this rapid fire, show me as much as you can across the board, who is this person as fast as possible, because I am busy. And I don't know if I want to go to her channel and spend all that time figuring out who she is. I will figure it out from trip in 10 minutes. Great. Thank you, uh, Allie. Let's move over to mm -hmm. Justin. I agree with the last thing that Allie said. Uh, I thought that this, of all three, if I were going to send one to people who had no idea who Allie was, this would be the one. Um, it, it was a kind of soup to nuts description of who uh, she is as a professional and her career and why she's interesting. And that being said... Don't obsess about the ums and ahs. It's not the radio. It's the podcast world. It, 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 it's better. The one thing or two things technically that I that I'm digging you guys for here is that number one, the archive for Toy Story was really hot. Um, and two, it sounded like the like Trip's audio was cut together too close. And if that was because you wanted to get rid of ums and ahs you made the product worse. Um, I would rather hear ums and ahs. They're normalized in the world of podcasting. I understand that radio, it is an absolute 
no-no uh, uh, and, and it might actually burn your fingers, Trip, to, to allow them into the final edit. But I am way more trained to listen to what I think is either audio artifacting through Zoom or Skype or a a edit that is too close together than I am a natural um and ah that actually sounds like an interview. I mean, it, it, it just is a functionally different medium. And by that, I mean that our brains are expecting different patterns. And while podcasting will always be an outgrowth of radio, it is now a functionally different art form, in my opinion. Okay, thank you, Three the Hard Way. Let's move over to the questionable ivory drinks, which we decided uh, is a white Russian. Absolutely. (laughs) You guys used the beginning of your interview time uh, instead of going right into questions, you you spent some time prepping Allie for the interview. That's a dangerous choice, right? Because you you know that's you're getting material that you're not going to be able to use, but it's a trade off. Is the risk worth the reward in a situation like that? Yeah, my thinking there was just because we had such a hard time limit, it would be easier to go ahead and do the stuff that we have to have right up front. So that way, you know, if we get to the end and she's halfway through a really great answer about, I don't know, uh, Primanti Brothers sandwiches or something, we don't have to cut her (laughs) off to be like, okay, and say your name real quick for the front of the podcast, you know? Right. Yeah, you guys did that too, right? Having her record her introduction and then the where can you find me online stuff. Mm-hmm. at the pre-show and and i wanted to, you know again the judges have no idea that that happened but i want to you know let them know that that happened it was uh it's a smart choice the reason that you gave for doing that yeah i um, think it and definitely paid off because not only did we not have to worry about rushing something to get that outro but having mm-hmm. the intro and asking where she was from because we didn't have interview prep that you would normally have when you're having a guest to let them right, know what right. we're going to talk about. At least it gave her some heads up before diving into the little time we had. We're going to start off with uh, Jenny's comments. So let's do that. Okay. I really like the choice of how specific the podcast topic was, right? So like hometowns. Uh, and it got to so much that I did not know about our fabulous guest this week. Right. Early life is a great topic to plumb. Yeah, I used to paint faces at Kennywood and it was so fun. It was so elaborate. I would turn people into dragons and cyborgs. (laughs) There were some bad edits in this and they took me out of what was otherwise a good interview. There were great questions, but it could have been more conversational. Right. That's my thing for this week is conversational. If you haven't guessed, I guess my overall note for this week is just like let your conversation breathe and be what it's going to be. Don't try to make it fancy pants. If you have the most conversational woman in the world on your podcast, uh, be that for her. All right. Thank you, Jenny. Let's hear from Allie. Yeah. So this was really fun for me. We already talked about how you prepped me, which from a guest perspective, thank you. That's cool. Uh, you <laughs> wasted your time to make me feel better. Thank you. And then what we talked about is just like everything that has such a warm place in my heart. I can't give you an objective look at this because I I am so familiar with what we talked about. I imagine if somebody that is not familiar with Pittsburgh was listening, they would definitely not find it as fun as and as entertaining as me. Although I will say going with that from a growth perspective might be super helpful because now I want to share this with my audience. I want to be like, hey, check out this great interview that I did that wasn't just another time I talked about how to stay motivated. 
you know, so <laughs> it, it might be a smart move if you're trying to get more listeners on what you're doing. Uh, well done. All right, Justin, how about you? Uh, Jenny, I forget if it was on air or off air, pointed out when this challenge was announced, Hot Ones, which is a YouTube mm-hmm. series where celebrities eat spicy wings, specifically for the question formatting. And I want to go back to that with this because you had a similar idea. Let's have a show that is presumably about one thing in this case, let, tell me about your hometown, uh, but is actually about Allie, right? And let's actually tell the story of Allie by way of her memories from growing up and, and having her formative years in, in Pittsburgh. 89% you got there. There were a few moments where I think you could have steered it even more to the, you know, just to take the Hot Ones format. What What they will often do is say, you know, statement of fact for somebody that might have never heard of who two chains is uh, uh, mm. just like you've got eight albums. And uh, uh, initially you were in a, uh, the rap posse group of ludicrous. And then they'll spin out of like, what's your favorite night out in Atlanta or something like that. Uh, th- there, there were a few ways that you could infotainment some of these questions. That being said, it's a nitpick. Uh, good job. All right, let's get over to Scott. Okay, this was by far my favorite of the week. Uh, without any hesitation, I will say that. I really like the style of it. A, I thought the intro was amazing. I thought you're the only show this week that did the thing I wanted, which was break this thing up with some content that Ali's created. We have you know somebody who makes tons of media, so pull some of that media and like have it in your show. Um, I thought it was the perfect balance of host and subject legit funny i'm smiling while you're laughing seem to be having a great time i thought the editing was great if this was a show that you did bill and you were doing this every week and showcasing some talented person online i would listen to this every week like that's how much i enjoyed it i thought it was awesome i was impressed and really liked it thank you scott thank you scott all right september and bill great work uh, all right, now we need to look at the scores here, and we look at the uh, the judges' tallies. Um, Ali Ali also provided a tally, uh, and and got uh, all of those added up here. Um, some some obvious stuff here, like uh, a couple teams really led the way this week, and uh, the top of those two teams is questionable ivory drinks well done congratulations you two thank you so <laughs> thank much you. That's awesome. is is it you know having a two-person team is there an advantage here that we don't know about well i think september you call this a team of two alphas right yeah that was that was a thing i knew would happen eventually right <laughs> we're both yeah. used to being yeah. in charge of everything <laughs> so but we both can take criticism and throw everything back and forth and just be completely honest and straightforward because that's how you get things done. Yeah. And, you know, if we didn't agree with one another's notes, then we had to, you know, convince the other person. And it's a lot easier to convince one person than it is to convince three. Well, sadly, we're going to be giving one of our other teams that same advantage that you have. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, the, the the smile part is done. We have to go to the frown part. This is the tough part. This is uh, where we announced the team that was on the bottom this week. And uh, sadly, the scores are pointing to three the hard way. Sorry, guys. 
I think the um, the rapid fire Q and A style. Uh, you know, all all the judges mentioned that some of that was editing, some of that was uh, trip style. That that seemed to be the kind of the um, most frequently commented on issue from uh, all of our judges this week. Uh, so now the judges and I are going to head over to the judges chambers and uh, figure out uh, where, where the big problems lied with that show this week. So, so where was the problem uh, primarily with this podcast guys? Well, where was the editing coming from? Who was, who was doing that? So Theo is the editor listed. Right. But Trip says he then went back over top of Theo's head and edited out ums and ahs that were noticeable. As much as it's easy for us to say it after the fact, it's okay to leave a few ums and ahs, but maybe the edit was really bad and just. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Have to, I we mean, don't... you have to basically judge the final product. Uh, yeah. in this case. And all I can really base it on is that kind of rapid fire. I keep using Access Hollywood, but it's sort of reminding me of. And I don't necessarily. I mean, agree. but also, yeah, Access Hollywood is very popular. I think the format was different. It was radio, but that's not bad. Mm. What's what was bad was the. They oh. made it harder. Had they not told me all that, like if Trip had not offered up that info, Theo would be going home because he's the editor, and it would have just been that simple because that's all we'd know. But because Trip offered up that additional information, I just feel like it's this is this would not be a fair cut to Theo. All right, there's only one way to go. And that's to totally unfairly cut key. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we got to make a decision. A gun to your head, Scott. Uh, uh, Trip or Theo? Oh my gosh, dude. Well, what if that comes at your head? There's a gun to your head right now. What are you doing? You're asking questions? The gun's to your head. I mean, honestly, my gut, if I'm, the right thing to do is Given what we learned in the episode, I think Trip is the one that would have to go home. That doesn't feel, something about this whole thing doesn't feel right, but. Late into this, there was a debate over the edit, which means the edit didn't get there fast enough. If the edit gets there faster, then there's more time to to go over things. Really sucks. He's got the best voice in the, in, in, in the season, but he took credit for doing the one thing that I didn't like. That's, yeah. that's the other thing is that I like this format the most uh, of the three of us, not the most of, of the week. And he took credit for doing the thing I didn't like. So mm-hmm. rough draft edits need to be in earlier. Need to be in earlier. Everybody yeah. needs to know and listen to this because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta recreate an episode based on a rough edit. All right. We've made our decision. All right, I'm back with the judges here. That was one of the toughest deliberations I think we've ever had on this show. And uh, so, uh, Trip, Theo, and Key, uh, here's what it kind of came down to. It came down to the editing. And so, Theo, uh, you know, that, that, that lands firmly in your court. But then Trip offered in the information that he went in and did the editing uh, post your editing. And we started looking at that and saying, well, that then is where the problem is. But then we went back and looked at when information was finally sent over for trip to review and said, all right, well, the interview was done on Tuesday. The first draft of the 
edit was done on Friday, only giving 24 hours to do the final edit for the submission. And so we had to come back to Theo, the editing being the issue on this podcast. So Theo, I'm sorry that that uh, it's, it's the end of the competition for you, man. Please know that it was the most difficult decision that I've heard our judges have. Yeah, to make. you think we're, this is not an exaggeration. That was painful coming up with this, and we were not. As you can tell, we got we usually get back a lot faster, and this this took the time it needed. And man, that was not yeah. easy. I'm still still a little shook. First of all. Uh, so I'd like to thank you. Oh, sorry. Wrong speech. Uh, eggs, bread, milk. Oh, wrong speech. I, Theo, being of sound mind and body. Oh, definitely wrong. No. Um, this is going Theo, way I, better than last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, and I had talked to Bobby about this when this all started. I think it's a matter of, you know, people tend to look at what they don't have. I have an amazing education from so many people in this industry that I've always wanted to be a part of for so long. You know, I, I was in the military for 20 years. There's nothing that was like, well, yeah, he's going to go do this now. To my previous team and to my now former team, Three the Harway, and of course to uh, One Last Drink, um, it's been wonderful. And even, even in defeat, there is a gain, I guess is the best way to put it. And I think it's just... Um, it's made me feel a part of something that I didn't think I could be a part of, that I wasn't worthy. And even with this loss, you guys have given that to me. So I, I thank you. Uh, the one thing that I will say is a lesson to everybody that's still in the process. You know, with, with everything I do with Dog and Pony Show and anybody that I work with on the editing side, the first thing that we turn around with an episode of a scripted thing is what I call a garbage edit because I don't want anybody to get sentimental about it. Like it is just a vomit of a file that is edited for clarity. So you're not, you're trying to take out as many repeated takes and blah, 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 blah. You're making some basic music decisions and any kind of like conceptual thing you want, put that in there and then listen to it because I, I I'm, I'm begging you guys edit this stuff in your ears and not on the page. Do not obsessed with the script. Theo, um, great job. You, 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 you acquitted yourself very, very well. Um, and, and to everybody else, uh, good luck. All right, teams. Are you ready for your next challenge? Education was one of the largest podcast categories listed on Apple Podcasts in 2021. This category includes a broad range of topics like history, science, psychology, and a ton of self-help podcasts. The content of each of these podcasts varies widely, but they all share something in common. They're all trying to teach their listeners about something that they may not have otherwise known. Some of the best educational podcasts are able to take a topic about which you previously knew nothing and then make you fascinated by it, understand it, and want to rush out to teach your friends about it. Like Talking Satellites, for example. Your challenge this week is to do just that. You'll each be making a science podcast. That's right. Science Week has arrived. Each team is going to get to choose from one of three branches of science, either chemistry, physics, or biology. You'll be challenged to make a podcast that teaches us something about that branch of science. The specific topic itself is up to you. 
you'll also have the freedom to play with whatever podcast format and genre you like. Educational podcasts can be documentarian, lectures, even news-focused. Might be science you're working with, but there's a lot of opportunity for creativity this week. Just make sure that we learn something by the end of the episode. You're also going to be getting an extra bit of coaching this week. In addition to being a producer here on ANTP, Bobby Frankenberger is also a science podcaster. Uh, Bobby first made his debut in season two of ANTP, where he turned five of the 11 challenges we gave him into science podcasts. I, I think Comedy Week was one of the only ones he couldn't do it with. I don't know why. Uh, He then went on to make his own weekly science podcast called All Around Science, and he has a weekly science segment on the podcast, The Morning Stream. I've heard of it. Bobby spends a lot of his time thinking about how to effectively communicate educational content, and so he's going to be coaching each of you teams this week. Uh, You're each going to get 10 minutes with Bobby, but... Our winning team this week, Questionable Ivory Drinks, is going to get 15 minutes of coaching time with Bobby. Uh, The winning team also gets to pick their area of science first. So, September and Bill, your choices are chemistry, physics, or biology. What would you like? Hmm. You give us more time to think about it. Um. I'm a liberal artist. I can't science. No. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know... Physics might be good just because you can get into some of the weird stuff because that would kind of involve like multiverse theory and all that kind of cool groovy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking too. I was was thinking either bio or physics because bio you can get um, personally involve your audience with. uh, But I think physics has more flexibility for us to find a good topic. All right. So I am locking you guys into physics. Uh, Manuscripts, you've got the choice of chemistry or biology. Well, um, we're talking about my degree is in biology. So Um, seems like a good advantage. I don't know where everyone else is on this. Cool. Um, So, uh, Kelly, if you want to, so I don't know how you guys feel about this, but if you wanted to, like, if um, you have bio, like, you can write, you can write bio, can you can PM, and then I can do the editing again. Yeah, it works for me. So bio, yep. bio. All right, all right. Cool. Which means uh, three the hard way. You guys are going to uh, don't know much about chemistry for us. Uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with. Excellent, excellent. Uh, judges, any suggestions for our teams? Oh man, I love science, and I like to hear uh, quality discussion around science so if they can do that i am excited though just because i don't know for whatever reason that's always a memorable one every year and you guys trying to find ways to make some boring aspects of whatever subject you're on exciting and fun and you know laugh worthy and uh, conversational that's the fun challenge to watch you guys do and yeah the one thing i would add to that is don't think of it just in terms of the science that you're covering think about it in terms of genre is this a explainer show is it a debate show is it a panel show is it a narrative show make that decision as much of a part of your deliberations on what you're going to do going into this as you do what the topic is ali spagnola thank you so much for being part of this is great having you uh do the interviews with each of the teams and then getting you to come back here to help judge their their final work um where 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 should we send people to check out more of ali after hearing three great interviews with you and uh, and some great feedback oh thanks yeah this was super fun i was honored to be a part of it and you can find me as ali spagnola on all of the things because i'm on every platform too much and it's always the same name <laughs> ah, well it, it was absolutely our pleasure thank you for being here and uh we will keep an eye on on everything that you create it's been fantastic all right 
That's going to do it for this episode. So on behalf of our judges, our coach, our producers, and everybody who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving, this is Brian Abbott saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. America's Next Top Podcaster is hosted and created by Brian Ibbett. Hammond Chamberlain is our executive producer. The show is written and edited by our producer, Bobby Frankenberger. Alex Albisu conducts our post interviews and is our Patreon manager. Social media community manager is me, Monica Stone. Thanks to all our patrons and sponsors. And most of all, thank you for listening. For more information, go to America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Thank you.